You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That sounds terrible. I'd rather uh, smell the farts that have raid all over me. That just sounds like poison and bad things. Anyway, welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now to talk about the MVP market. And let's start with uh, the top of the list here. Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy, they're co-favorites at three to one. This has shortened since our conversation yesterday. Jalen Hurts is at plus 350. And I posed this question yesterday, and Joe, I'd love your thoughts on this. Is it really a three-person race for most valuable player, or is there some way an AFC contender can sneak in, go on a tear, and take this thing? Hmm. I think it's three-player. It's a three-player race. Ah, Man, this is tough. So you're, you're saying, man. If I made a case for Kansas City possibly being the one seed, then yes, I, I I guess I need to include Mahomes in there. You know what? It's wide open. I don't think we're at three or five <laughs> games left. It is. That is and when I say wide open, of what you just <laughs> I know, I, I know, because I didn't really because how many times have we had this conversation? How many times have we said, mm-hmm. okay, nope, yeah. this is the cutoff point. No, this is the cutoff point. No, this is the cutoff point. And we're wrong all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it, Mm. Is something going to happen in the next month where we'd say an AFC guy can win it? Yes, of course. Of course something's going to happen. There's going to be a one seed in the AFC. So I don't know who that is, but if you know who that is or you have a strong opinion on who that is, the quarterback of that, that team's going to have a chance to win the award. So I'm with you just because the schedule for the Chiefs does line up pretty nicely, but it kind of feels like an NFC player might make it you know, to win the MVP this year. I kind of think it's a two-man race right now. And I was laughing as you brought us back in, Ed, because I thought when I said, I'm going to zig when everyone else is zags. This is zagging. You, guys, you all have a uh, Dak. Maybe I'll be the one to just jump on Purdy and, you know, be the contrarian on the show. I didn't or think don't. he had a case, but as time goes on, oh, I'm no. starting to think, oh no, Brock is the Purdue. Brock Montana. I do love that nickname <laughs> for him. Pretty strong. But uh, Does anybody... yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've come full circle on Brock. I do think that he probably can win it now, whereas I didn't about a month ago. Does anybody have a problem with him being a co-favorite? I do not. Not anymore. I don't know. Yeah. How many more like perfect passer ratings and four touchdown performances do we need to see before we actually declare him legitimate? 
that's just yeah. it. Is that like, Joe, you've made this point before, like Brock Purdy. Yes. He's in a phenomenal system. He's got a great coach. He's got all these great playmakers and just about everybody's healthy, which is really saying something this time of year to look no further than the AFC as far as uh, who survived this long. But the fact that the 49ers are healthy and Purdy's got this great infrastructure around him, like, Lots of other great MVPs are able to do that as well. It's not just sure. Purdy. Like, why are we going to put him in a different place just because our priors on him were really bad because he was drafted lowly? You know, I do see some parallels when it comes to, say, like when Dak Prescott came out of Mississippi State for the Cowboys and he was, you know, thrusted into this starting role and he performed very, very admirably. But it was interesting that it took a while for folks to finally admit that he was a good quarterback. And I do think that when it comes to draft position and the system you're brought into, things like that, sometimes it just takes a while for people to come around, no matter how well you're playing. We clutch onto our priors. You know, sometimes we should, sometimes we shouldn't. But I think specifically when it comes to Purdy, we just need to let go of those and just finally start admitting mm -hmm. that, okay, yeah, maybe he's not going to project really, really well going forward. Maybe there are reasons to fade the 49ers Super Bowl chances next year. But in the here and now, he's playing well. Uh, I'm sick of hearing Mr. Irrelevant. Like, you know what? Mm -hmm. He's removed that tag. I know it happened. It's a thing. And he got a lot of college experience, which probably helped him early on in his mm -hmm. NFL career. But, like, just we don't need to keep clinging to that. He's a legitimate mm -hmm. quarterback. He's... He's top five this year, easily, easily. And he, he's a legitimate uh, MVP candidate here. And I don't think the conversation anymore is, well, you know, San Francisco might be the best team in the NFL. They're the Super Bowl favorite right now, by the way. And it, after Sunday, it makes perfect sense, even though right now they don't have the one. Is that like, oh, well, you want someone else in San Francisco because they're not going to give it to them? I don't think that's the case anymore, guys. And that's why they're co-favorites. Uh, Hertz is third, Mahomes fourth, Lamar and Tua, both co-fifth favorites at most spots. And I think it's pretty telling that after those six, then they list running backs and receivers. Like They go to Tyreek and then they go to CMC. So the odds are telling us it is a six-player race with five weeks left. And I, and I would lean that way. Uh, look, I mean, quarterback rating, one Purdy, two Dak. QBR, one Purdy. Two Dak EPA plus CPOE, one Purdy, two Dak. So I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, passing touchdowns, Dak has the most in the NFL with twenty six. See, the rushing touchdown element is what's interesting because I've heard some mm. people that are annoyed that Hertz is right there with these top two guys, and I don't have a problem with it yeah. because twelve rushing touchdowns, he has thirty one total touchdowns, and Dak has twenty eight. And Purdy has 25. He has six more touchdowns than Purdy. Like that's that's a big number at this point in the season. And that's why Hertz is right there and they're the one. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting. Is there still a path for Tua? I mean, now you're getting value on him. Sure. Sure. Um, the path is they have to get the one though. Look. Right. Right. And they've got the Titans, the Jets. I cannot wait to see the Dolphins play the Cowboys and then at Baltimore and then you got Buffalo. So uh, it, it it's not going to be the easiest road. The Chiefs probably have it a little easier, but I mean, when they're at their best, the Dolphins could, you know, win the majority of these upcoming games.
Absolutely they can. And, and that's why I think when it comes to, you know, betting on the Dolphins to get the, the top seed in the AFC, I, that's probably my favorite of the three. I'm not going to bet on it because I think there's more value and a greater payout in terms of uh, betting on the Dolphins to win the AFC, which I think is very possible. But I think what matters when we're looking at the, the Dolphins going forward is that sometimes, fair or unfair, how the defense performs can matter to a quarterback's MVP chances because everybody mm -hmm. has to perform at least well enough to have a good record, to have a good outcome. And having a really good defense can certainly help the, the overall record. The quarterback can look better in those situations, not being forced to have two-minute drills where they're being rushed or anything like that. Is everybody putting that MVP candidate in a position to succeed? And what we're seeing from the Dolphins' defense is, yeah, they're getting better. Even against good quarterbacks over the last few weeks, like against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, and like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Like, yeah, the Dolphins lost those games, but the defense didn't play poorly. And now they're going up against bad quarterbacks, and they're shining here. And I think in some ways, this is one of the problems that I have with Hurts and the Eagles, is that this Eagles defense is struggling, and now going forward, it's putting Hurts in a tougher position where he's going to have to do more, and, and more is asked of you than sometimes you fall short. Is anyone willing to say right now that Patrick Mahomes is not winning the MVP. He's not popping in, a, in multiple stack categories. Yes, there is a path where Kansas City could be the one, but he the expectation level is so high because he has played at such a great level in the past that if he is not far and away the best quarterback, maybe he's not going get, to get the award, that they're going to give it to somebody else. Can anyone sit here and say, you know what, he's the fourth favorite, I don't care. Mahomes isn't winning it this year. I think I think you're right there. I mean, I don't know if you agree with that, but I agree with that. I, I'm close. I just don't think this I'm is close. Mahomes' year. And it's not his fault. He's got some bum receivers that keep dropping balls, but still, mm -hmm. like you've got you've got to be doing more and there's more depth in terms of the conversation for MVP this year that he's just not running away with it and there's been some disappointing performances his stats aren't there i could see a little fatigue and like yeah he's not getting it this year this offense has become too conservative for pat mahomes to have a highlight reel it's not that he can't play well He's still the best right. quarterback out there. Nothing is ever going mm -hmm. to change that in my mind over the next month. The problem is because these receivers have not been playing well, because Travis Kelsey is getting older, he is a tight end. You can only do so much with him, even though he's the goat. Despite those things, this is still a conservative offense. They're not throwing it deep all that much. Why? Because the receivers are dropping footballs. So all in all, I don't think Mahomes is in a position to be able to snag the award. I don't think right. I'm at a full-fledged no, Joe, to answer your question, but boy, I'm really close to it. Like, it's certainly yeah. not a bet I would make. Certainly no value there. And why I feel like that, it to me, it is a three-person race. Maybe there's an outside chance, but I want to see some longer odds from Tua and company for me to want to pull the trigger there. So I'm not at that yeah. point. How well, do we move on now it, to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just saying it's amazing that we're at this point in the season and Mahomes is plus 650 and we're like, and eh, not enough value. Like tells mm -hmm. you about the season that they've had offensively. Exactly. Not that I can't 
change for the playoffs, but in the here and now, no, absolutely not. How about we move on now to coach of the year here? Uh, Dan Campbell at two to one, D'Amico Ryan's plus 250, Mike McDaniel plus 450. Joe, do you like the top of the board here? Are you trying to still find value further down it? Yeah, I think there are some spots where there there is value. It's certainly notable. Mike Tomlin is the name that really fell this week. That he was getting a lot of support, and I understood that support. And then you lose that game. It's like ah, everything else is off the rails, and now you <laughs> you're dealing with the picket injury as well. He fell to thirty to one. You know, O'Connell is another name that's been you know pretty pretty hot. People talking about them. He's also in that thirty to one range. There are some some interesting names um here's my takeaway right now on coach of the year and i know it didn't happen last year and people keep pointing to that when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com i view this year's coach of the year race as having so many options that you have to win the division because if you don't win the division people are going to point and say well that coach exceeded expectations by a wide margin and he did win his division so they're going to get my first place vote that's where i'm at right now i don't think we have a day ball repeat that if you're going to win the coach of the year You've got to win the division. Dan Campbell has to win the division if he gets it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that uh, AFC South that is suddenly up for grabs, and you see two out of the top four in the coach of the year odds up there. The one that wins it, if one of them wins the division, if it's not Jacksonville, if it's Houston or Indy, that coach is going to win it. If it's D'Amico or Steichen. Um, like I'm staring at Matt LaFleur, just looking at that number. Boy, does that pop. The way that they're playing right now. <laughs> how the schedule lightens up, which we can get to in a bit. Uh, but they, he's, I feel like they have to win the division for LaFleur to get mm-hmm. it. Because if he doesn't win the division, that means Dan Campbell won the division. And then he's probably winning the award. So that's where I'm at as far as Coach of the Year, guys. That whatever your argument is, if you want to look for value, fine. They've got to win the division. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been talking about LaFleur as well. It's just, they're what, three games back? And I know we'll talk about the NFC North. It's impressive what they've done. He's come on late, but it may be a little too late uh, to catch the Lions. So that one is yeah. interesting. Maybe if you really want some value, could Sean Payton do anything? No, what about? I wouldn't go that direction, no. I couldn't do it. Would, any, would anybody bet on this being the year where a team with expectations 
just has the coach that wins it, like Sirianni. <laughs> I, the I would not. Yeah. I'd rather go I Dan Campbell than Sirianni. Yeah, I, right. You know, despite the shorter payout, I, I think that makes sense. You know, and it's funny to me, you know, to switch gears just a little bit here. The top mm-hmm. three candidates here on the board all have their starting quarterbacks. Kind of circle back to this whole backup quarterback mm. conversation we started the show with. Campbell, sure. Ryans, McDaniel, they all have their starting quarterbacks. Seems to me, at least the circles we run in, Joe, that all this stuff about, well, they're doing it with a backup quarterback. The market's not telling us that matters all that much. It's telling win your division, get the one seed in your respective conference. That matters a lot more than the challenges you may have faced during the regular season. I still don't know how the Colts are here. And maybe I should be thinking more about Steichen mm-hmm. as the fourth favorite in six to one range. Because if they are there in the end, I'm just sitting here with the assumption that they're not going to be in the playoffs, but maybe they are. And maybe they're right there with right. Jacksonville in the end. Yeah, being a first-year coach, too, might also matter, so it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Defensive Rookie of the Year right here on the BetQL Network.